This is Work of the Beat. It is Friday, November 5th, 2021. Long time no see, everybody. I'm Kevin Cooney, along with Michael Jack Kern, who is uh, who is who is right now uh, at his house. I'm at my house. Uh, Friday afternoon, busy show ahead. So we play catch up. Uh, Mr. Kern, how are you? Yeah, it's long time no here. Yeah, you said no see. Well, I'm sorry. I've I've messed up. I messed up. Two minutes in, uh, forty seconds into the first show back. Uh, it was the first sentence, but that's okay. <laughs> it's, it's all good. That's I right. had I had the over. I you, took the over and I lost for me screwing up. Yeah, I took like five minutes. <laughs> all right. So before we get into all the topics, and trust me, there's a ton of topics we need to talk about. I'm sure Mister. Uh, I'm sure Mike is waiting to break in on Ben Simmons because my God, why wouldn't you? Uh, we had the Eagles facing the Chargers this weekend. I don't care weekend. anymore. Okay. I, I don't. I don't. No. It's, it's not, well, not going to resolve itself. Okay, so that you know. topic is done. It's okay, go ahead. You do what uh, you all right. Uh, we got the Eagles coming up. Uh, we got maybe a state of college football a little bit. The Braves won the World Series in this month since we were last with you. How about that? We were going to beat them to win the division last time I heard. Yeah, we were. We were. Uh, actually, no. We we have recorded after the Philly season had fallen apart, so that's the good part. Um, but two teams, two teams from their division in the last two full seasons have, have won, won World the World Series. Series that weren't supposed to win the World. Series. Do you realize three of the four other teams in their division have gone to the World Series since the Phillies were last in it as well? Well, look, the Phillies. I don't want to digress. You're allowed to have a down period after you have five years like they had. It happens. It happened to the Braves. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Braves went through a period where they weren't real good, and they f- fixed it. They figured it out, uh, and they were able to go out at the trade deadline and make four moves after losing the guy who would have won the MVP that Bryce Harper's probably going to get, and he deserves it. Mm-hmm. He had a great year, but the, Acuna probably would have won it, right? or at least would have been in there with him. They went out and made like four trades. They yep. picked up four guys, all of whom— It was a great job. It's a great but job. Who contributed to them winning the World Series? Yeah, including the MVP, uh, Soler, and Ian Anderson, who pitched Game Three and got taken, and would have pitched Game Seven and got taken two picks behind Mickey Moniak. Moniak yep. Yeah. So, um, it, but look, the Phillies are allowed to have downtime. It's just that now people are getting frustrated because mm-hmm. they don't want it to be downtime because you've had three years of Bryce Harper. With nothing, but they, yeah, we can, we'll talk about, we'll that. talk about that a little later. All right. So before we get into everything else, and, and I guess we'll start with the football team in a minute, but let me explain kind of what has happened. I, I explained it a little bit on Twitter, but I want to make sure everybody understands one, a couple of weeks ago, I had just gotten home from Chicago. We had another show after that. And I started to have some equipment issues with the mixer. That is our lifeblood here. And so I had to work on it and get it figure, figured out. And so that cost us a week or two. Uh, many of you know I'm in the process of doing uh, my student teaching. Uh, it's my last step before becoming a certified teacher. And um, I don't know if any of you have no relative. I'm sure a lot of you have. And, and Mike, you have, a, you have a family member who works at the school district. Student teaching is root canal, is root canal a lot of times without the Novocaine. And more importantly, without the money. Um, it is a grinding, brutal experience where you are basically doing everything you would do as a teacher, 
with the pressure of still trying to make your mortgage and everything. And so time became short and we look, I, uh, we don't, I don't talk about money on this podcast at all, but this does not bring in money. I had to focus on things that one improve my family, which is me improving as a, as a teacher. And two, that we're bringing in money. Some of the freelance work I do. So that's why we've been on this break. Everything is calming down a little bit now. I'm in a more of, re- of a regular flow at work. We're hoping to resume it as a weekly beginning this week. Uh, but I make no promises. And so I want to be honest with you people. I am appreciative for all the support that we have received on Twitter. People asking when the podcast would be coming back. We love doing it. Trust me. Again, we're not getting paid. So Mike and I must like doing this to keep doing it. Right, Mike? Nice if we did get, maybe we should, well, that's another. Well, hey, and by the way, if you would like to pay us to do this, please drop us a line. <laughs> we would gladly. Pull out if we charged a dollar a week, if people would pay. Well, that would be I something to consider. I mean, but right now, and, you know, the dogs are obviously or, or in food. favor of it. Or food. food. I take food. Um, Food's good. So, in the end... I'm glad to be back. I'm glad we're back here. I can't guarantee we're going to go every week again because there could be weeks up ahead where we run into problems. I won't worry about it, Kevin. I think no. You, I, yeah, I think you've explained. Yeah, right. It is what it is. It's you know. Yeah, and 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 it's it's tough. I'm also, by the way, also trying to get a. I was trying to get, and we are doing a uh, football show on Friday nights for uh, WPHT, the high school football scoreboard show with Jeff Nolan. They don't uh, play high school football anymore. Any high school sports? Yeah, they do. It's not in my paper. Well, that's that's take it up, take it up with the take it up with eight hundred market. You know, Frankfurt High School could have like Frankfurt High School is very I, good, I just, by the way. I just figured out like Lincoln's in the playoffs for the fourth straight year because mm-hmm. I read the Northeast Times and they won a game for like the fourth street, whatever. But Frankfurt, like one of these high schools, could have like the greatest prospect in the country. Do you know Frankfurt has only, Mike, Mike? I can tell you, Frankfurt's only allowed twenty points all season defensively. Yeah, but it's yeah, but it's and the, they're not even favored to win their classification in the public league. I understand why the paper has decided to do what it. I get it. I get all all this. They don't have enough people. High schools don't don't get clicks. High schools, the people that read high schools tend to be the people that go to those high schools. Mm-hmm. I, I, I tell you, and those people aren't reading papers now. 18, 17-year-old kids aren't reading. Um, this just or at, least, at least in a paper. Maybe they go online and read it. Right. So I understand I understand that. But it's just, it, you know, we used to have Ted Solari, who was the greatest high school writer of all time. We had Aaron Carter, right. who was great in his own right. The Inquirer had uh, Todd Zalecki was started. And as Phil a, Anastasia. And Phil Anastasia. Who and was awesome. Martin Arducci. Yeah. And I understand all the reasons. I, I totally I, I totally get yeah. it. But, you know, last year when Dick Girardi has to tell me that Archbishop Woods playing for, an unbeaten Archbishop Woods playing for a basketball title, and I didn't even know it. And I'm like, then I feel like is it my fault? You know, and I don't know what to make of it sometimes. But well um So by the way, I will give a cheap plug. Please listen to twelve ten WPHT. Uh you know, help your boy out here. Uh Friday nights, ten to midnight. Uh, the high school football scoreboard show. We're going right through Thanksgiving weekend. So there, there's my. You're point. gonna have nut, you're gonna have Nutman on. You know, it's funny. He's an official now. An official what? Uh, a sideline official. Like, 
like, like, give me a for instance here. Like, he, he does the chains. He does. He does the chains. Wow. God bless. Yeah. You should have him on as a guest. You know, five minutes, just five minutes. I got. I got to make sure that the uh, the dump button is ready though, just in case. You know that. Uh, yeah. Whatever. <laughs> All right. I would listen to that. You know what? Maybe I'll do that for the Thanksgiving show. I tried Very having Solari on, but Solari wouldn't come on. Nah, te- yeah, Teddy. Look, I, I respect everything Teddy stands for. Yeah, te- te- Teddy's he he had his run. It was a great run, and he just wants to be left alone. And that's that's fine. I kind of get that. Yeah. You know? All right, let's get to. Uh, you know what? I'm going to start. I'm going to pull an audible. I'm starting with Ben Simmons. Phil, the Sixers. Today announced. Let's see a dumb question. Should yeah. you start with? Should you start with Aaron Rodgers? Um, I was going to get to Aaron Rodgers right after the Eagles, that's fine. so I don't want to bury Ben Simmons too. Yeah, that's fine. Um, I, I don't care about Ben Simmons anymore. I don't. I, I'm being as honest as I can. Let, let, I know, but let me let me explain to people who may not have been following it today. Ben Simmons has been fined again by the Sixers for not per- getting involved in anything on. Thursday night, uh, involved with their game with the Pistons, not consulting with anybody, not doing shoot-around, such and such, and not really giving the Sixers an update on what's going on with his treatment for the mental conditions he's saying he is having. Simmons camp insists that he is going through the NBA PA, so this is setting up, I think it's pretty clear, Mike, this is setting up a situation where, one, it makes it more difficult to trade Simmons, two, that this is going to end up in some kind of arbitration or a legal procedure, don't you think? Well, it won't make it hard to trade him because if he gets traded tomorrow, he'll be mentally fit on Monday. Okay, and I I would never. Well, Mike, 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 let me let me stop you there. Okay, do you think you think this is all being made up? No, 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 no. Let let, let me backtrack. Okay, I think mental issues in our world is a real thing. Yeah. I think what the the uh, tackle Lane Johnson went through and all the things he is real. I, I, I'm not, and, and Ben may be going through things. I'm not, but it was kind of funny that we didn't hear anything about this. For Obviously, he doesn't want to play for the Sixers. So, yeah, yeah. he probably does have mental issues with wanting to play with Embiid and with Rivers after what they said after Game 7 last year in Atlanta. I, I have no doubt. But it was fairly convenient that it, he didn't say this until first he said the back, then the, then it wasn't the back. Then Okay, fine. But don't you have to let the Sixers in on it? I mean, and, and this is going to be a real issue with the, with the Players Association. Like, how does the Players Association handle this? Yeah, because you got to back the player. You got to, but at some point, and I don't know what the rules are in the NBA. I have no idea. But I think the Sixers at least – have to have access to what he's saying to the NBA people. Well, and, and also let's let's clarify: it's not an NBA medical team or mental oh. health team. This is an NBA PA. Okay, well then, then it's probably then then you're right. Maybe it goes to court or somebody. I mean, we've seen this with injuries before. We saw it back in the day with Andrew Tony. Tony right, right. We've seen it with players in the NFL in the last couple years. Right. We've seen it with the hockey player. The Buffalo Eichel, we've seen it a lot. You know, players don't like how they were, how they felt their injuries were handled. So Ben's, but look, I, I'm not saying here and saying Ben's faking it. I don't mean it that way, but it just seems really kind of weird 
how this whole thing, and basically what is to stop Ben from not playing this season? Well, and, and the other part of this saying is... saying I'm not, I'm not mentally prepared, and as soon as the money becomes the issue, that's when everything becomes an issue. If the Sixers had just said, we'll pay you, Ben. Yeah, he would be know, We're not going to find you. Right. None of this probably would have happened. I mean, I, I also look at it like this, and I, I'll kind of take it on the same vein. You know, the Sixers medical staff in Simmons' mind, is good enough to work on his back. He has allowed them to work on him physically, okay? But there is obviously something there that either... I I, I don't want to say he, he's faking it. Saying he's faking it is taking... No, no, I know you're not. I know, but yeah. I've heard that from people. And I think saying he's faking it is dismissing an issue that is a real concern. And look... I can't imagine being him and worrying. You know, I, I get anxiety over a lot of things. I'm sure you well, do. Plus the thing he went through supposedly last year with his sister. Sure. You Between know. that and the way the playoffs end it and the reaction he yeah. knows he'll get if he ever steps foot on, on that floor again. But what I'm saying is what is I'm his, sure there's is a his mental, mental issue. It is, but is his mental anxiety the fact that he doesn't want to play for the Sixers anymore and he's kind of being forced to play for the Sixers until they can trade him, which may take time because of what Embiid, what he believes that Embiid and Doc kind of threw him under the bus after game seven. You know, that's different to me. If he doesn't want to play for the Sixers and that's creating a mental issue in his mind, that's different than what Lane Johnson was going through. And not all mental issues are, are no. They're not all. They're all not all created equal. No. But, you know, Lane Johnson was having trouble just getting through an, the day, mm-hmm. um, and apparently this goes back to when he was in college and everything or whatever. I I, I don't know. Uh, um, I'm not going to sit here and say, but but the, the, he created the situation. You know, the Sixers didn't say we're going to trade you. I mean, they did. Well, he, he, he would he, he would make the argument that the Harden thing is what started this. Yeah, but he didn't say anything last year. No, he didn't. There wasn't a word until... At least publicly. There wasn't a word until after the Hawks series. Mm-hmm. When they lost game seven, and he got up there and said, well, I am who I am. I did. I you know, I had 15 assists. I, I guarded the guy. Whatever. And, and he wasn't the only reason they lost that series. But the, the fact is, if he had stood up after that and said, you know what? I played like crap. Uh, I'm not, you know, I got to get better. I, I think this team can win a championship. He didn't do any of that because he's Ben Simmons. And, you know, if we're not used to it by now, you know, two years ago, the coach said, I want him to shoot. Never shot. I'm going to play. Brett Brown was a friend of his father's. I, I, I know this is dangerous to play armchair, uh, armchair therapist here, but I don't think in Philadelphia we've had an athlete. Maybe T.O. is the only one who's close who blends that incredible confidence that they have with an, an incredible, it seems like, fragility at the same time. But and T.O.'s, but the difference with T.O. is T.O. went out and was the best player in the Super Bowl for the Eagles. No, Mike, it was my, never I, a question of T.O.'s not wanting to catch a pass in traffic. But a, with Ben, it's a question of he is good. He's obviously very good. He does some things on the court, but he's going to do it his way. He isn't. He's been in the league four or five years now. I'm losing track. Five years. never shot the ball, even though everyone around him has said, you got to shoot the ball. And he's in his mind, he is something, you know, 
That's the problem. Tia, the problem with Tio is he just wanted to get paid. Well, but but they you under, but you understand what I'm saying, Tio. This is not just a Philadelphia issue. When when Owens did this, it was him in Frisco. It was him in Dallas. It was it was him in a lot of places yeah, where but he th- didn't do service in other places. The no, but, but the confidence. What I'm the confidence clashing with the, the sensitivity as well. I mean, it, it's a little bit of a hybrid. Look, Tio was a little nuts. I mean, we, I, will, you know, I was trying I to soften that, it a bit, Mike. But go ahead. No, he was. He <laughs> I know was an, an enigmatic guy. For, Thank I you. I mean, he didn't go to his Hall of Fame ceremony yeah. because he didn't get put in in the first, first ballot. ballot. You're going to tell me he's not, not a little nuts? I mean, let's be real. But he was great. Oh, he, he was. was great. Yeah. And the only problem he wanted he just wanted more money. That's all. If the Eagles would have turned around that year and said, "Yeah, we'll rip up your contract," and and Donovan would have went to bat for him and said, hey, give him the money. Nothing would have happened. Ben is a totally different situation. Ben got the money. Yeah. He got the $140 million. Like Carson Wentz got the 100 and whatever million Carson Wentz 127. got. Yeah. Totally different circumstances. And Ben, most people, and I don't mean, he's a little out. He's a little different. Ben's a different person. You know, he sits there and say, you, you brought this up the last couple of years. Ago. He plays great till the All-Star break. He makes the All-Star team. And then what happens? And last year, I, gave him every, I gave him every benefit of that last year because I didn't know how much the situation with his sister might be affecting him. And But but the Hawks series, nobody was down on this guy. Nobody through the Hawks series because mm-hmm. we all thought he'd snap out of it or somehow the Sixers would advance and get to the next round. And when they didn't, because he didn't do a dunk and he shot 33%, you know, and he took offense to the fact that his coach wouldn't just say, yeah, we can win a championship with Ben. Maybe maybe the coach shouldn't have said that. I think he was just being honest. Right. Um, I think Embiid was just being honest. And and not that Embiid hasn't put, I mean, when Joel came out this year and said, he's been a baby, I can't worry about this. I think that, I just think he's being honest with, with the rest of his team. And then you had... um. What was it Danny Green coming down and said, oh, people can't be so hard on them. What? Well, that was before all of it. But, yeah, I, I know well, what yeah, you're was, saying. But it was right after the Hawks series. Yeah. Bef- you know, before he had demanded. But Ben created this situation. He got his $140 million. He's sulking. He's upset that we're not treating him. like He's upset that it's Joel's team. That's what he's upset about. Meanwhile. He if he goes somewhere else, he'll become LeBron James. Meanwhile. They're seven and two. They're the second best team in the East right now. That's fine, and they can't win a championship with this team. And but they didn't win a championship with Ben. So, but it's fine as long as you're winning, Kevin. And as soon as they get to, and I'm not saying they can't win fifty games with this team. No. And, and by the way, this was a really good week with them beating Atlanta the way they did, the beating yeah. Portland, and then beating Chicago, who's much better than I think anybody expected. That was a really good week. They're playing well. Uh, Seth is playing well. Maxie's, you know, we, we know Joel doesn't look like Joel, but it's a long season, whatever. But realistically, what can they be? Probably the second round probably, team. Probably the third seed. I, I, I think they're somewhere, they're, they're not probably better than the Nets, although we don't know how the Kyrie thing is going to play out. Okay, so maybe, the Nets and the Bucks, even though the Bucks have gotten off to a slow start, I get all that. And maybe Miami. Probably those three teams are probably going to finish ahead of the Sixers. Maybe not, but I'm just saying, do we really think going into the playoffs with this team, they're going to get 
to the Eastern Conference Final? Probably not. Probably not. Probably so, not. But okay. but but the one thing this has done, Mike, their 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 successful start, if you will, or their their good start, takes the pressure off. We have to just dump, dump uh, uh, Simmons at this point. Yeah, but what happens when they go through a stretch where they lose five or seven? Well, that's where it's going to depend on how long okay. Maury well, wants to play. That's going to come it. at some point. Right. There's going to be a point where Maury is going to have to – he could overplay his hand very easily. Sure. Oh, I don't think Maury – Maury's painting himself into a corner. Yeah, he is. Maury, Maury has and, – uh-huh. and he has no leverage whatsoever. Um, So – yeah, I, I don't know how this rectifies itself. I it, like I said, as long as they're winning, hey, go for it. Um, you know, they they look like they're they're a decent team. Mm-hmm. Um, might not be a great team now. If Joel plays at an MVP level, maybe they can become. A, I, I'm not sure he can. I don't know. I, I you know, I, I think that knee is still always going to be an issue with him. I think there's going to be a lot of nights where he's going to get. You know, thirty and fifteen. Right, but I don't know. Last year might have been the best we'll ever see Joel play for a season. But what? again, I don't care how he plays during the season. How's he going to play in in the playoffs? Let, let me. That's all anybody cares about. Let me ask you. Um, let me ask you flat out before we move on. Are we closer to the end of the Simmons situation or the beginning? I have no idea. I, I'm being as honest uh, as I I, I, I know. But if, if I, have, I have no idea, do you see him getting trade in the next month? No, 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 because I don't think there's another team that's going to offer the Sixers what Maury wants. And like you said, if you're seven and two, why are you going to settle, so to speak? That's you know, a fair I point. I, I, I think that's a very fair point to bring up. Um. But again, like, you know, I, I just, you know, everybody talks about, I, I keep hearing, I love it when I, I listen to talk radio because I love to hear what people say. So this Dame Lillard thing. So Dame comes, first of all, Dame's averaging five less points a game this year than he was in shooting worse. And now they're blaming it on the different basketball. You know, we got Wilson instead that, of Spalding. That, that's you know, that's got, a recurring trend, by the way. Yeah, we got um, Castaway instead of Spalding. Um, but... <laughs> Nothing can happen until Dane Lillard. I, I, I can't. To... I can't wait for the five people who got that joke. But go ahead. Oh wait a minute. Wait. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm 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 trying not to lose my train of thought because I'm an old man. Go ahead. Uh, until Dane Lillard goes to Portland and says, "I really, I love you guys. It's been a great ride, but I really think we need to part ways." And by the way, Philadelphia is one of the teams I might want to go to. It's like all this talk with Russell Wilson now. Oh, the Eagles could get him. Well, first of all, Russell Wilson has to go to Seattle and say, you know what? I I think I'd like to get out of here. And Philadelphia's one of the teams I want to go to. We can just assume that these people want to come here and play and whatever. And I'm not saying it can happen because the only two people I've heard mentioned that would seem to be equitable trade is Bradley Beal and Dame Lillard, right? Other mm-hmm. than that, there's really been nobody that comes Unless you get a package of two guys or three guys or well, you would have to you would have to get creative. You would also have to give probably a piece that you don't want to. Uh, well, are, are you willing to give up Maxi? I mean, do, do I don't I, know. Pull it off you right now. If you're telling me for, if you're Maxie. telling me, da- am I giving up Maxi and Simmons for Dame Lord? I may, I may, yeah, I could. No, no, no. I, I mean, if they if Portland came to you mm-hmm. and said Maxi and Simmons, 
and for Lillard um, and something, a number one pick at some point or something like that. I'm not so sure I want to get rid of Maxi, and and I don't mean that from the standpoint of J.A. Happ and Halliday in in 2009. I'm just saying I think Maxi can be a pretty good player in this league. He might not be a superstar. I I don't mean it that way, but. He's in his second year. I would try to sell him on Fiebel before I sell him on Maxi, but that's me. But they, but that's fine, Kevin. You no, can sell no, him I, I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying. I would not. My first option would not be trading uh, Tyrese Maxi. No, it would not. And the other problem with this team is they don't have a closer. You need a closer. You need somebody who can. Like you need Jimmy Butler. You need somebody that can create things off the ball when the games and and big men can't do that. No, no, Joel from the top is not going to work in the playoffs. No, no. And the only guy they have on their team, Tobias isn't that guy. And by the way, they've won three of these games without Tobias. So let's. I know. And in a perfect situation, what the Sixers want to do is get a two guy, a second guy to Joel, Mm -hmm. which would be Dame Lillard or Bradley Beal. And then Tobias becomes your third guy. Now, Tobias is your third guy. You're fine. if you throw Seth in uh-huh. and you throw Maxi in, that's not a bad team. I will say the one thing I noticed, I was down there on Saturday night. The one thing I've noticed in watching them this They played Saturday. What was that? They game? played Atlanta. Oh, okay. 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 One thing I've noticed with this team this year that maybe I'm reading too much in the nine games, their spacing on the floor is a lot better. And I know Embiid's up at the top, and part of that's because of the knee, and we could get in the whole argument about whether Embiid should be playing that high up. I I, I, um, I know that's a losing battle at this point, okay? But their spacing is a lot better because they're not worried about a 6'10 guy trying to play point guard who's, who's not going to shoot. So yeah. when you have five guys out there who are threats to shoot, it forces the defense to stretch out, and now you are getting more movement and more more of a flow. Yeah. I, th- I think in that look, sense, they are ben better. Simmons, ben Simmons gives you things that no other player can give you. He's 6'10", and he does things defensively, mm-hmm. and he does things with the ball right? that are very good. But as you just pointed out, he also does things that aren't as good. And it can become a clog. Yeah, but again, none of this is going to happen yeah. until – a Dame Lillard, or a, I mean, is there anybody else that I'm missing? Is there any other player that you? I, mean, I would, would I would take Beal. No, no, no. But is there any player besides those two that I mean? Would, would you take Levine from Chicago? Yeah, but the Bulls aren't going to do that right now. Okay, so where does that leave Maury? If none of those like three or four guys that you want are coming back, and think about this too. Here, here's here's a thought. How about? Mikael Bridges that you drafted, mm-hmm. who just signed like a, a some big time. I mean, yeah. wouldn't Mikael Bridges look good on this team? Sure. Now, who they trade? They traded him for the 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 guy who basically they stuck in the G League. Okay, um, and but wasn't that part of the Tobias kind of thing? No, it wasn't part of Tobias. It was a draft night trade. Yeah, but didn't that help them get something? Didn't they also? Oh, it ended up get helping give them like a Miami pick. That, okay. Yeah. That wound up getting Tobias. Right. Okay. But I'm just saying, would would Mikhail Bridges fit on this team? Uh, a little bit. Yeah. So I mean, they, they, but again, I, that, that's past history. You yeah. can't you can't go back and and do things. But I'm just saying, the Sixers are not a horrible team. 
Okay. Now put that on a season ticket brochure. <laughs> let, let me ask you a question. Go ahead. Let's say Simmons a couple weeks from now decides he wants to play. Nope. Decides I'm going to play. Nope. I'm going to come back. I feel better. Does he make the Sixers a better team? Nope. No. Well, then why, then why do you want him to play? I don't want him to play. Well, but then you got a problem because you're paying. I mean, you got to. Well, you got to pay. You're going to have to pay him to basically sit out. Yeah, I. I it's, it's a bad, bad, bad situation that I would try to rectify sooner rather than later. But Maury's kind of painting himself into a corner, and hey, it looked good for him. If he, if you're seven and two, you can paint yourself into a corner. Yeah, yeah if you, you know? were two and seven, you'd be desperate to get rid of it. But if this, I'm telling you right now, if with Simmons or without Simmons or whatever, this team goes out in the second round again. Oh yeah, there's good go, luck. There's going to be a lot of problems. Uh, one final Sixer point I want to ask you. I I know you're not a big fashion guy. I like them. You did. I wondered well, if I'm, you would. I'm a Spectrum guy, Kevin. Oh, I and love that, the Spectrum. That was my I, arena. Mm-hmm. Spectrum and the Vet were my two places. Now the Vet was a dump, but it was our place. Okay. Yeah. Uh, the, the the spectrum was uh, I don't want to say a dump, but it was our place. It had great sight lines. I mean, the spectrum was special. The spectrum was a special building. Well, there was no luxury boxes, right? So I remember the press box was one of the best press boxes ever because you you felt like you were on the court, right. Almost, even though you were half, you know, you were halfway. You were at no, the, I, yeah. I thought like the one the one they did last year with the um with the boat out because I, like, I didn't think people got it. Right. This one I think they'll get. I think they're gonna sell a lot of merchandise. I've already heard from like four or five people who said I want one of them for Christmas. I honestly am not a basketball jersey. I'm not a body type that can, wear, that can wear a basketball jersey. How about a t shirt? Would you get a t shirt? I would get a t shirt with that, absolutely. Yeah, or a hoodie or right. you know and, and Dave Scholler and, and all the people that we know down at the Sixers, hey, if you have hoodies or or, or t shirts coming out, you know, hook us up. Hey, yeah. I'm I'm a medium. Oh no, I'm a large probably because I like them to fit. They, they and uh, who had some one of the guys? I think it was. Um, I am not a large. And, well, yeah. Anthony <laughs> had the guy on uh, his name. His last name's Heck or something. Heck, right. Chris like Heck. Big, Chris Heck. Chris Heck. And he was saying this took like three years to come up with. Like that's how long it takes from the time you start planning it. And apparently the Sixers don't have a lot to do with the merchandising now. That's up to um, the NBA, NBA and, and that kind of thing. But I think they hit a home run. I, I really do. And this um, and this sounds like a really oddball request. That floor, which looks like the old Spectrum floor, keep it, please. That old, you know, with the, you know, honestly, I kind of wish. Are they, getting, are they getting rid of it? No, 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 no. But they, they have different floors for different nights. Uh, I got, and, oh, so they used a different floor. They the used a different floor the other night oh, that looked like the old Spectrum floor, which yeah, may, takes yeah. me back to Duke, Kentucky, which takes me back to Doc, which takes yeah. me back to. Uh, all right, I'm I'm getting it. But again, Kevin, you got to remember now, like we're dealing with a general, like my son, for instance. And my son was at the was at the um eight. I took him to the A10 final where uh, the guy from Rhode Island hit the shot. Mm-hmm. Um, and I took him to I took him Lamar to the A10 finals. Um, but that's not his building. Oh, so no. you have like a whole generation of people who, when you say Spectrum, they're like, eh. I got to tell you, when the Spectrum opened, it was one of the nicest places. It, it was before its time. Yep. The the, Nick, the name was great, Spectrum. All right. It, it was awesome. All the colors of, had, under the rainbow, yeah. Yeah, and it had everything there. I mean, the concerts. I mean, the yeah, circus. how many concerts yeah. did I go to? It, at, the, I, I saw major the first major league lacrosse in the 70s. 
I was there. Um, what else was there? World Team there, Tennis was there, there I think. There's um, only one building in Philadelphia that's close to what the Spectrum is, and that's the Palestra. But the Palestra's a one sport. Yeah. The, 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 the Spectrum wasn't one sport. I, I would say maybe, what was the old one, the uh, Convention Hall, Convention Center? That probably hosted a lot of things, but I yeah. never really went there. I was that wasn't me. Um, the spectrum was great. I mean, right. and obviously, look, it outlived itself because sure. you know you needed luxury boxes and you needed things like that. And then Eric Lindros came along, and they hey, we I, had to build a new I, building. I, I will say, I wish that you know, look, and there's talk already of the Sixers trying to build a new building on their own. I I know you can't replicate the spectrum, but it would be pretty cool if you could. In some way, well, and make they'd it, have to figure out a way to replicate it with luxury boxes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know if you can do that. I don't. I, I don't know. know. Yeah. What did the spectrum hold? Like seventeen thousand zero zero seven for hockey. Okay, and I for basketball maybe a little more. Probably about eighteen or nineteen. Yeah. Yeah, and, and you know what was great about the spectrum? and honestly, that's perfect. You don't need twenty one thousand for a basketball game. You don't. The third level with the spectrum was awesome because it wasn't like most third levels. Oh, it hung, it hung over. It hung over. Uh, you could actually, like, it wasn't a bad seat. No. For hockey, it was awesome. I wasn't yeah, sure for basketball. I went for basketball. I, a Sixers-Boston playoff game when Larry Bird was a rookie. And we were in the third level. And it felt like you were fairly close to the court. And I think the one thing is the current building just doesn't have that same... Oomph. It doesn't well, have the modern building. I mean, look, no. the link doesn't have what the vet had. You know, but uh, but, but, but I'm saying, but uh, but it, like Citizens, I think has its own little. Yeah, but Citizens is a retro, right? It, it's a whole different animal. You you went back to what Baltimore started, and yeah, that's different. But for football, I still think the vet w- was a lot louder, a lot ho- more hostile, so to speak, yeah. and not because you have a different. Cr- you know, I, I keep hearing well now you have the. Well, it is true. Campaign crowd, or I mean, look, it's, it's it is true. It's, it's it, it, the vet was a closed stadium. The link is not a closed stadium. No. The, the sound isn't going to stay in like it did at the link or at the vet. But um, um, you know, all right. Speaking of the link, there's a segue for you. Um, so it's been a month since we last talked. How do you feel towards the head coach? I haven't changed. I, he he gets time. He, he's a first year coach. He, he's a, he, he. I'm not going to judge him on five games or seven games. It's it's ridiculous. Eight, eight games. Yeah. Um, what I, I got. Are you alarmed by the play calling? Uh, do you like the play calling last week? I'm not even sure I count last week. I know it does count, but I really. Well, I'm just saying, he got a first year coach playing with a rookie quarterback who I don't think is a rookie who's going to last. And I, I don't think he's going to be your quarterback next year. No, I think that's pretty clear. So I think the offenses he ran at in San Diego, or what, I guess they still were San Diego then, and Indianapolis weren't this offense. But Jalen Hurts can't run that kind of offense. He's not Phillip Rivers. He's not, uh, and, and that's just the way it is. You, you've got to, there are things I'd like to see him do better. Sure. But I think, you're limited with what you can do with Jalen Hurts unless you're going to run the ball like you did last week. And, you know, I mean, San Diego's got a horrible run defense, but if the Eagles fall behind 7 nothing or something, you know, the NFL is a passing league. I mean, they're criticizing Andy Reid now. because well, We lived with Andy yeah. Reid for 15 years. Run, run, run. Okay, 
He's got Patrick Mahomes right now. And, and the other night, the Giants were dropping like seven, eight guys. Mm-hmm. He still won't run the ball. Because he's Andy Reid. So Sirianni's no different than most coaches in this league. They want to throw the ball. Well, how do you throw it? I, you know, maybe they don't have the weapons to throw it. I, I don't. I, 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 I don't think there are seven or eight win football team probably, which means they could win six, they could win nine, they could win six. You know, they're not a good football team, but they've beaten uh, two bad football teams in Atlanta and Detroit. I mean, Atlanta, I'm not even sure. Atlanta was bad that week. I'm not sure Atlanta has been as bad but, as. But they're like a three and five team, right? right. Okay. You beat San Francisco, and then San Francisco lost like four straight games after that. Uh, you, you lost the, to San Francisco. Are they, I mean, they lost. I'm sorry. And they lost to the Chiefs, and the Chiefs are like four foot. And they lost to the like, Cowboys. Right. Who, before the season, if you had told people they are going to be three and five, 90% of the people would said, yeah, that sounds about right. I think the shocker. But now, he, but now that we're here at three and five, people are like, well, wait a minute. They don't do this right. Or they don't do that right. Or they, well, I would say the shocker is that they beat Carolina. But now looking at Sam Darnold, that's not yeah, really Sam a shocker. Darnold stinks. You can't win in this league with a mediocre quarterback. You just can't. And I'm not sure all the pieces around Jalen Hurts are all that great either. So, so now they're so now they're in this no man's land. They could end up in this no man's land, which you hate. I mean, obviously they're going to get the Miami pick. So that's going to be two, three, four. You would think, but there's not a quarterback there that you uh, uh, coming out of college that I think you automatically go him. That's the guy we want because it's just not there. Unless the Howie thinks so. I mean, well, I, I mean, the, the, the guy from Ole Miss is he? Is I don't Co- think Coral? any of them are. But again, I'm not doing. That's why I think they're going to try to get involved with Russell Wilson or God forbid, Deshaun Watson if Deshaun or Aaron Rodgers. Deshaun has to agree to come here. He apparently wants to go to Miami. Right. That's what he's telling them. So it's not just as easy as the Eagles saying, hey, we'll give you three first-round picks for Russell, who, by the way, is 33 years old. And then Russell says, I don't want to play for you. I got a no-trade clause. I'm, I'm not coming to Philadelphia to the, play for that. And the, same, and the same with Rodgers, too. Well, Rodgers ain't coming here. That, that, right. that, that, no, no. Let, let's get, if Rodgers is going somewhere where they can win it, where they – Pittsburgh or, or um, Denver. Or, well, some team that, that, that he thinks that he has a better chance of winning than here. That's all. We have. You can construe that any way you want. But here's the conundrum with the Eagles. They could win this week. Okay? Mm-hmm. I'm not saying they're going to win, but they could win. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't be the biggest. They're one-and-a-half point favorite or uh, underdog at home. They go to Denver next week. Denver will be a field goal favorite, probably. Barring yeah. whatever happens this week, they could win that week. They might not. They could be five and five. Looking at a schedule that includes the Jets. I, I was just going to read two that with off. the Giants, two with Washington. Now, are they going to win all those games? No. But right. you could paint a scenario where this team, if everything fell right, which I don't think it's going to, but if it did, they could win nine games. Well, yeah, and you mentioned the schedule. Let me run it down. Chargers this week at the Broncos, which is a winnable game. Chargers are winnable, Kevin. Right. The Saints with Trevor Simeon at quarterback. They, they're all winnable. Right. Every game you're going to mention, except for the Dallas game. And Dallas may not play game. anybody. Right. They're all winnable. That doesn't mean they're going to win all of them because they're the Eagles. They're not. Right. But they're all winnable games. They're not going to be they're not going to be a heavy underdog in any of those games. They're not going to be a heavy favorite. All the lines are going to be like in the three, four, five point range. 
depending upon what happens, you know, if the Eagles put three wins together, then obviously that could change the line against New Orleans. But no, they they have. I, I'm going to hate this when it comes out of my mouth, but they they remind me of the Phillies in that when I sat there and said they're going to be in it. So I think if the if the Eagles win, let's let's say they won their next two games, they'd be in the playoffs. They'd be like the seventh seed. Yeah, yeah. So you know now they could be three and they could be three and seven also. Yeah, it could work that way too. So, but if you're the Eagles, you aren't you aren't sitting there with a game against the Rams and a game against. Uh, you know, name me another team they couldn't beat. Um, you know, the, the Baltimore or something. They don't sure. have any of those games left. There's none of those games left. You, we they're were all, they're we, done. We were talking about the quarterback situation. If you believe Todd McShay's uh, first draft kind of board right now, uh, the highest dra- rated quarterback is actually Malik Wills, who is the uh, quarterback from Liberty. And go for it. And he's he's picked six. Good. Take take Malik Wills six. I I couldn't pick Malik Wills out of a lineup, so I can't tell you what he can do, what he can't do. I have no idea. And four four of the five picks above him, we should point out on this board at least, are all defensive players. Okay. Well, the Eagles, the Eagles are going to need defensive help, right? And, and obviously, I mean, you're you're talking the Thibodeau kid from uh, Oregon, who's pretty good. Uh, who, who, if you watch that game a couple weeks ago against UCLA, was a, was a beast. You have Kyle Hamilton from Notre Dame, who I, I watch every week, and I can tell you, I would love to see him here. I would love to see Kyle hey, look, Hamilton here, but they're not drafting a safety. That's just I not the way they work. Seen Mike Micah Parsons here, right? But I understand why they don't they, the they don't draft linebackers. Yeah, no, but I understand why they took the guy they took, and and I had no problem with it. But I think that guy is going, and and the wide receiver might turn out to be a star too. But Michael Parsons came in and made it. How about the cornerback Dallas has from Alabama? Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. He's awesome. Um, By the way, the yeah. second quarterback is Coral from, from Ole Miss. He's 21st on the big board. Yeah. Well, so, hey, look, the Eagles could get a quarterback with their with their own third, pick or with the Colts pick. pick. Yeah. Kenny Pickett, <laughs> Kenny Pickett's another guy, too, to keep an eye they're, on. They're, I'm telling you right now, you if you go that route, then you're starting over again. So you would have had a year last year that you got nothing out of your quarterback. You would have had a year this year where you got a little, you know, you you got something out of your quarterback, but you you sit there and go, it's probably not enough to get us where we want to go. So that's why I think the Eagles are going to try to get an established quarterback. But Mike, is it better to hold on to Jalen Hurts and, well, okay, I see what you're saying. Do what? Well, no. I mean, you're saying you're starting over again. If you go Where is Jalen Hurts? If you draft a, a rookie quarterback mm-hmm. with the 21st pick, you're you're picking him, I think, to to play ahead of Jalen Hurts. I think that's kind of what you're saying, right? Okay. So, but, but I, 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 I'm well. I was just going to say, is it better if you feel like he's an upgrade than Jalen Hurts? Aren't you better off starting over again because they're not ready to win next year? But what if the guy you take 21st turns out to be Jalen Hurts? Then you no then you look at the GM Kevin, who drafted him, and it's time to Kevin. Then you're looking at a four or five year period where you stunk, all because you become the Giants. Yeah, I get Kevin, it. If you're taking the number two guy in the draft or the number six guy in the draft, you got a 50-50 shot probably or a seventy five twenty five shot that the guy's going to play. Carson Wentz was not a bad draft pick. Okay, no, he got you to us. Okay, fine. 
Um, some of the picks in this year's draft will turn out to be, be better than others. The guy for the Jets, he's with the Jets, okay? I don't know if the guy for San Francisco is going to be the, the answer. I don't know if Trevor Lawrence is going to be the answer. I, you know, you, you could – Mac Jones is playing okay, but the Patriots – so what I'm saying is I think the Eagles are more in the frame of mind if they don't think Jalen Hurts is their guy. Mm -hmm. I think that's what – and barring something over the second half of the season – Oh, they're I think I think it's pretty clear we're heading down that road. Yeah, I agree. They're going to try to get an established quarterback, whether that is the guy in Houston, the guy in Seattle. If the guy in Seattle wants out, I don't think it'll be Rodgers. Um, and I'm trying to think of what other names. I mean, I, I personally wouldn't necessarily go for Garoppolo, but if if San Francisco Garoppolo at least plays the style of offense that this coach has coached. Mm -hmm. You know, th this coach has not coached a mobile quarterback. He's coached a drop-back, in-the-pocket passer quarterback. And I don't think Jalen Hurts is that guy. No, and I, I agree with you, Mike. I, I'm not yeah. I'm not disagreeing with you on any of this. They're this whole season is going to be so important to them. And, yeah, I mean, look, let's say for the sake of our— Told you what I think the worst thing that happens to them is. That oh, they win. The worst thing that happens to them is 8-9. and nine. No, the worst thing that could happen is they go like nine and eight. Maybe they get the seventh seed in the playoff or something. And Jalen plays decent enough. Let's put it that way. Then you're faced with a decision. Because if you decide then, okay, Jalen's our guy, and then we're sitting here at midseason next year going, eh, mm -hmm. no, he's not really. Then you got a problem. And they brought this all upon themselves by then taking him because Carson Wentz is a better quarterback than Jalen Hurts. There's no debating that. No. If you watched so, him on Thursday night, you saw the good Carson Wentz. Now he's still well, able. He's still he still he has the bad Carson Wentz. Th that but was last week. Yes, he is a, If you line Carson Wentz and Jalen Hurts up right now and ask thirty general managers, or okay, which guy do you want? Carson Wentz would win about twenty nine of the thirty, and the thirty would be unemployed. And that doesn't mean that Carson Wentz is a top ten quarterback in this league. Oh no, but he's a lot closer to that than Jalen is, and I like Jalen. I love. And, I think he's a great kid, great young man. I don't want to say kid because he's not a kid anymore, but I do. I think he, he he brings all the things you want in a quarterback. I just think he's lacking the, the some of the pocket skills that you need and, in the NFL. And Mike, I'm not defending. I'm not defending Wentz because the way Wentz acted. Look, no, wait, there's no, a, there's a lot of similarities between Wentz and Simmons. They 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 kind of crumpled when they well, found a little. What would if he had never taken Hurts with the second pick? That's a great we'll question. Know. You'll never know. It, it, it's the messaging, and that's the problem. And, and look, I hate saying it. You, but see, you, they didn't think see, you hate so so stupid. You hate you hate when I use the word optics, but that's what it was. It well, was no, the, but the Eagles were so stupid. Is probably the wrong word. What I'm saying is, they took Hurts without even like. Uh -huh. Consulting with, and if you took him to be the backup, if you didn't take him with the possibility of being your starter, why are you taking you him in the second insurance round? Insurance policy. Why would you do that to Carson Wentz? Why would you do it in the second round too? But why would you do it? You, there were so many other options out there. Once again, the Eagles thought they were outsmarting the world. Yep. They thought they were. Hey, we're going to get this guy in the second round. Who look? He almost won the Heisman Trophy, and he won all these games at Bama in Oklahoma. And, when they probably could have got him in the third round or yep. whatever. But, yeah, look, that's history. There's nothing we can do. And, yes, Carson was a baby. Absolutely. 
Yeah. But he got what he wanted, and Ben Simmons is going to get what he wants. Um, The one thing that's kind of been disappointing with, with this group, boy, their defense is soft. Their defense is really soft, and it was a little better last week, but I, I chalked that up that the Lions stink. Maybe they don't have the personnel to play it. I don't know. Like, you know, I don't think their personnel is all that great. Like, they're constantly in an umbrella coverage, and all they do is keep giving, like, 10, 15, 20-yard pass plays across the middle. I, uh, well, their philosophy is we're not going to give up a 60-yard play, but we'll give you four 15-yard plays. I, I, Kevin, I don't know what to tell you. I mean, all I know is they're paying their defensive line about $200 million. And they don't get to the quarterback. And, and, they, and, then, and then Fletcher Cox comes out and says, well, you know, hey, Fletcher, hey, look, maybe the scheme's bit whatever. You're getting paid a boatload of money. Shut up. Hey, yeah. Make some, just make some plays. Just you? shut up. And, I mean, it, uh, you know, know, honestly, uh, of all the people who had a great reputation in this town, Fletcher Cox in the last three years has been gliding off that. Gliding off that. But the Eagles have let him. They've, they've, oh, they've, sure. Again, There's never any done. ramifications for Fletcher Cox. None. And again, Brandon Graham going down didn't help. No. Obviously. But here's. And by the way, I never want to hear you bam out Brandon Graham again because we've seen the importance of Brandon Graham with him gone. No, but he still wasn't. Oh, he, yeah. He, he made one play in a Super Bowl, Kevin, that bailed him out. If that play in the Super Bowl had never happened, okay, nobody would. Re- and Brandon Graham's a great guy. He does a lot. I'm not talking about the person, Brandon Graham. But he made his thing off one play. Up until that play. Everybody's like, yeah, he's okay. It is the second great. It is the greatest play in franchise history. One of the greatest plays in franchise history, but okay. But it's it's one play. Okay. What I'm saying is Brandon Graham, whatever he was making is okay, fine. They don't have any linebackers. The biggest problem I have with the way they play defense is if you're paying Darius Slay all that money and you bring Nelson in and and everybody thought, let him play man to man, let him play up on the guy. You're Darius Slay for crying out loud. Guard him. You got him. You got him. And they don't do that. And I don't know why because I don't know what Gannon's trying, you know. Uh, and he could be the sacrificial lamb at the end of the year. I don't know this. I, you know, let's see how they play the second half of the season. But I personally don't think they have the personnel. They have no linebackers. Their safeties aren't real good. And their defensive front that they're paying a boatload of money isn't doing uh, enough. Well, enough. we talked when we talked to Les a couple of weeks ago. Um, you know, actually, I guess on our last show, um, I, I brought this up and everybody laughed at me. Uh, my my fear about Nick Sirianni is that he's not going to be able to command a locker room. And, and you know, we we've mentioned the rah rah stuff. We mentioned the flower. Yeah, you know, obviously the flower thing happened and all this. It works on a one-week basis. Like, obviously, it helps to do that stuff when you're playing the Lions the following week. I don't, I don't think the flower thing had anything to do with last week. Well, he, he insisted. He thought it had a Well, he can a insist bit. whatever he wants. Dick Vermeil was 2-5 and five after yeah. his first seven games. Andy Reid was 2-5 and five after his first seven games. So let's all just calm down, please. Can we just all calm down, okay? Nobody likes Nick Sariani because he wasn't the guy we wanted. He talks about flowers. He talks about the rock paper, whatever. Let's just let the guy coach for a couple years. If he stinks, if the team stinks, if they don't respond, then they'll move on. But but let's calm down. He's coached eight games in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Let's just let's please can can we just 
not critique him week to week when we thought this team was only going to be at best a 500 team anyway? Where, where are we living? <laughs> but that's the problem. But Mike, I, I'm that's just telling problem. you, that's the part of the well, landscape we say here. things before the year. We say, well, no, you know, they're only going to be a 500 team. You had them winning four games. I mean, but a lot of guys, most people, okay, they're going to be a 500 team. And then they beat Atlanta. Oh, well, or they beat uh, Detroit. Oh, well, well, they got a weak schedule. If they are what you thought they were going to be, pretty much, then why are we picking apart everything they do yeah. if they are yeah. about what we thought they were going to be? That is fair. You know, and maybe, like you said, you're pointing out the schedule and everything, and I don't know this from Boo, but what if they make the what if they get the seventh seed somehow, some way, or come like the Phillies within, you know, a couple games of getting the seventh seed? You know, what I mean, yeah, just let let's let's all sit back. Watch the last eight games. Let's see how Jalen plays. Let's see how the coach plays. Let's see if the defense changes. Because now you're going to be playing easier opponents. Mm-hmm. Or maybe you can. And the other thing is, they've played from behind most of the year. The two games they played from ahead, what did they do? They kicked the crap, crap out, out of the other team. Yep. And most of the other games, you know, so like, yeah, they were losing to the Chiefs by three touchdowns and cut it to a touchdown or whatever they did against the Chiefs mm-hmm. or whatever they, you know, and Jalen would throw for 150 yards in the fourth quarter, you know, and we'd be like, okay, whatever, when the other team didn't care. Let's just see. Let's see what happens this week. Let's see what happens against the front. There's no game in this next rest of the season that they can't win, and there's probably no game they can't lose. So give me a pick against them and with them and the Chargers. I'm not going to – obviously, we're not going to do a full pick. Chargers second. have not played well their last two games. Mm-hmm. Uh, they – they and you can and my, my temptation, I would take the Chargers. Me too, but I really don't have a good feel. Like, well, I, I just don't. I'll be honest. I, I wonder how the Eagles cover both Mike Williams and Keenan Allen. But here's the thing, Kevin: if they can get out and they've they've scored first quarter touchdowns a lot this year, mm-hmm. if they can get a lead, oh, it, and it run the football changes everything. It changes everything, and I don't know how that – now, I got to believe the San Diego oh, – I still call him San Diego. That's fine. The, the Chargers quarterback has to be due for a decent game because he hasn't played well in a couple weeks. Right. Um, but, again, the, you know, the Eagles are only a one-and-a-half under, uh, underdog at home. Yeah. That tells you everything you need to – what that's telling you is that the, the guys who do this for a living, they don't know. They really don't because they're basically telling you it's a pick game. Yeah. So who's the best team in the NFL right now? My best team in the NFL right now, it, it might have changed. I, I mean, I wouldn't have picked Tennessee, but Tennessee obviously losing that running back. With Derek Henry, right. They've been, playing, they've been playing really well. Wow. Let me, let me just think about this for one sec. Uh, I would probably say the Rams. I would say the Rams, too. I would, go, but, but, I would go Rams, yeah, Packers, and I would say the best five teams in the NFC are, are in the in football are all in the NFC. But the Packers are, well, I mean, I'm not going to throw the Bills out yet. I think the Bills are the best team in the AFC. Okay, in the, I'll, I'll, I'll run you down my five. You think the Rams are better than the Bills, right? Yeah. Okay. Do you think the Cardinals are better than the Bills? Uh, Well, Murray's hurt. He might not play this week, but. Yeah, I think they're yeah maybe a little better. Sure. Okay. How about Green Bay? Yeah, you're no, you're right. I get where you're All going. Right. There's three. How about Dallas? Right. Not sure about Dallas. 
You're not sure on Dallas? Okay. I might still take Buffalo. But it would be close. You know, it would be, it'd be, I'd be nitpicking. And Tampa. And Tampa, yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, I hear what you're saying. The AFC is not that good because Kansas City's not that good. That's why the and AFC even Buffalo and even Buffalo has shown flaws. I mean, Buffalo's loss right. on Week One to Pittsburgh. They've Vegas, looked. Las Vegas is another team that's, that that you would say is one of the better teams in the AFC. But now they just had the situation with Rugs. You know how the hell that's going to affect the team? I have no clue. And the Tennessee running back is out for a year, which changes everything. Well, technically, uh, officially six to twelve or six to nine weeks. He, but okay. he's done. He's done. And it brings the Colts back into the equation a little bit. It brings. Yeah, I don't know what to make of the AFC North because oh, Cleveland, guess, Cleveland's falling apart. Baltimore would be pretty good, yeah. Yeah, uh, but yeah, the AFC. I don't think Cincinnati's bad, by the way. I know they lost to the Jets I, last no, week. I, I think I like Cincinnati's Cincinnati, pretty good. But I think the NFC just has better teams. I do too. Yeah, which doesn't mean anything because only one of them can make it to the Super Bowl. So if the Bills get to the Super Bowl, whoever gets to the Super Bowl from the AFC, all you got to do is beat one of those teams. You don't have to beat all five. No. And in the meantime, those five are beating up on each other. Yeah. So, you know, it could be. I mean, I think the playoffs this year could be a lot of fun because I think, you know, you don't have that, like, Kansas City can't be beat kind of thing, um, you know, coming out of the AFC. Uh, and maybe they'll find their mojo at some point. I, I You know, maybe the Chiefs can turn this thing around. I mean, they get a real break this week, obviously, with Rodgers not playing. Yeah, go ahead. I'll give you a minute on that. No, I just you know. No, you you got. I know you want to say something, but go ahead. I don't know what to make of that situation, except I think Aaron Rodgers is arrogant. I think it, yeah, I felt this way about the Phillies when some of their guys that we kind of knew weren't vaccinated. Well, we knew Noel wasn't vaccinated. We we suspected Harper wasn't, but we weren't sure. How you can come out in August and say you are immunized? Yeah. And the NFL had him dead. See, I I I don't blame just Rodgers. Oh, I, I blame, blame the NFL, NFL and I blame the Packers. I blame the I blame the NFL too. Yeah. Because if the NFL knows he's not vaccinated and he's out there hugging Kyler Murray at the end of a game. Well, I, I found if anybody watched the end of the game last night in Indianapolis, what's the first thing you saw uh Carson Wentz grab at the end of the game before going and exchanging I wasn't hugs. watching. Went right for his mask, which kind of tells well, you right, where Carson Wentz is at this point. Right, right. My problem is Aaron Rodgers, as as I've seen people do in this world, is painting himself out as the victim. Mm -hmm. He's not the victim. No, he bought it. If he didn't want to take the vaccine, fine. Then that's it. That's, that's his choice. choice. Yeah. But then follow the protocols that your players' association sets up. Which, by the way, he's a player rep, mm -hmm. I believe. Okay, because then you're just giving the middle finger to everybody and saying, "Hey, you know, whatever." whatever. And he talks in all these, you know, uh, you know, like he's being that people are saying lies about him and people this and people that. And how do you look your teammates in the face? Well, and, you're going to Kansas City this week. You, you've got one loss. You're playing a game, and if you lose because you didn't play, and maybe lose the next week because you didn't play, or God forbid, maybe you get COVID and you get really sick with it, and. Yeah, I mean, well, Mike. So Mike, there's a better there's a better question at play here. This is a team that's right now owns the tiebreaker for the number one seed in the NFC, and having I, everybody go through Lambeau. You can't afford to be selfish with this at this point. If you're well, if you're the leader of the team, apparently you can. Apparently, did, did we not see this with Aaron Noah? So same thing, Kevin. Yeah, you did. 
I, I can't missed, disagree. He, he I can't what disagree. If, what if, God forbid, Bryce Harper had tested positive? Because we don't. We think would be changing the MVP vote a lot. I think. No, but I'm saying from the way he talked, mm-hmm. we didn't think he was vaccinated. No. That, that was kind of the way it came off. And and there's been other athletes, right? Uh, and that and that's fine. It is your choice. It is a personal choice. I get all that. But then wear a mask. Well, this goes into the whole Kyrie Kyrie Irving thing, too. Well, yeah. But how can you come out and say you're immunized? And how can the NFL not come out the next day and say, no, he's not immunized? Yeah, I I mean, I know there's HIPAA laws. Immunized and vaccinated are two different things. Well, not according to Aaron Rodgers, though. Because even if you're vaccinated, because even if you're vaccinated, I know. Question in August. Mike, Mike, I I know what you're talking about. But I'm saying, and honestly, that's... That's on us as the media when we should have reported that right at the start. Vaccinated and immunized are two different things. Well, hey, look, look, because even when you're vaccinated, you're technically not immunized. What they should have asked him is, did you get the vaccine? And he probably would have said, I'm not going to answer that question. Because he said today on the McAfee thing that he would have answered it if it was directly asked that way. Well, he's he's a liar. Yeah. Okay, he's a liar. He's trying to bend everything again. I, I, Playing I, the victim I, card. I get it, it. It, it. Like our former president. Okay. Uh, okay. okay. All right. All right. Like John this Calipari, is... like John Calipari did in 1994 with the Cheney thing when he was the victim guy. Yeah, and he was to a, to a certain degree, but he, he couldn't come to Philadelphia because his daughter asked him if he'd come home from Philadelphia. Oh. Are you kidding me? Aaron, you're not the victim here. Okay. You brought this upon yourself and you had every right to do it. As long as your teammates knew, as long and and like and the Packers look, the Packers had all this friction with him in the offseason. Mm-hmm. So maybe they didn't do their due diligence because they didn't want to get him up. They didn't want to ruffle the they didn't want to ruffle the feathers. Yeah. I'm gonna be honest with you, Kevin. I'm rooting against the Packers. I hope he misses three games. I hope they I, and I like Aaron Rodgers. I, I always root for Aaron Rodgers. I always I, I like but the way he's conducted himself through this, he's giving you the middle finger and telling you, and that's fine. But that's what a lot of Americans have been doing through all this. Get, I'm going to do what I'm going to do. You're not going to. That's fine. But you have teammates that you're responsible for. You have a team that's paying you a lot of money that you have a certain responsibility. But again, we saw it right here in Philadelphia. Yeah. I'll give and there's it. There's probably guys on the Eagles that we don't know about. I could be wrong. Well, Ryan Kerrigan is one, I believe. Okay. Who has come? But, but as long as you come out and say, I would have had respect for Aaron Rodgers if he when said he came no. Out and said, I didn't get the vaccine, but I'm doing. I'm going to take every single precaution. Yeah, was. Let me ask you a question: Was he in a quarterback's room with Jordan Love? Sure. So, what if Jordan Love tests positive tomorrow? Who the Packers playing a quarterback? Me? Well, didn't the Broncos do that last last year? I think they did. I believe you're right. I believe they, but the Broncos weren't going for the top seed in the, the NFC. You know, but that's hey, look. Aaron Rodgers will never take blame for this. He'll never accept responsibility for this. It'll just be, hey, I, you know, I, I made a personal what? choice, which he is, which he has every right, right to do. Let me let me give some free advice to any athletes. Hey, before you say that, hold on, hold on. If you were, if you were Kyler Murray, would I wouldn't you, be. Like, I wouldn't be thrilled. Would you be texting Rodgers and saying, "Hey, dude, yeah. you know, you were hugging me, talking to me, and yeah, yeah I don't want to get sick." Let me let me get know. let me give a little free advice to to pro athletes. Don't say I've done my own research. 
you're not Dr. Fauci. You're not. Yeah, but the one the one senator's saying Dr. Fauci's a kook. Okay, be yeah. But the world we live in, Kevin, it's the world I, we live I in. I understand. You just say I online, just say I don't want to take it. You can just find say I don't want to take it. Yeah, but That's you all? can find a thousand different reasons. I get it. Well, that well, uh, I get it. But, but don't say it. You sound like an idiot when you say it. <laughs> you do. But he, but he, they don't see it that way. They don't. Well, I'm telling you, idiot. people see you as an idiot when you say that. <laughs> when you say what? I've done my own research. I, I will guarantee you that close to half the population in the United States does not see it that way. See, you're talking like you and me, okay? But the reason why this country is where this country is is because half the country. And, and, I, what and Mike, and Mike says, I'm all, yeah. if anybody chooses not to get the vaccine, I, I respect that because, look, I'm sure there's some legitimate concerns about. You know, one of the things that Rogers has mentioned is he's worried because him and 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 his girlfriend are, are eventually going to try to have kids or his. That's, fi- fine. Or, that's fine. Those but, are legitimate concerns. But then you have to just come say out that. And say, but they, Kevin, you, 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 they, they want it both ways. They want it. The reason a lot of people don't get the vaccine is because they've read something online or they've read a hundred things online that give you a hundred reasons why you shouldn't get it. And I go back to the equation. If nobody in this country or this world had gotten the vaccine, where would we be today? I'm gonna I'm gonna stop vaccine talk at this point. Okay. No, no, no. I understand. But Aaron Aaron is the victim. Uh, Just remember that. Don't forget that. And and all of us that are talking about him, you know, we're wrong because he didn't do anything wrong. Well, yeah, he did. And not that he didn't get the vaccine. That's not what he did wrong. It was lying about it. Um, he should have explained what he meant by immunized. That's what he should have done. A couple quick hits here, okay? Different topics. Uh, one, uh, did Cincinnati get screwed in the first college football po- uh, playoff ranking? You know, it's funny, Kevin. I was following it because I have a guy who's a big Notre Dame fan, and he wanted to. Oh, yes, you're talking. And I was trying to tell him that the Irish – Still had a chance. No, they don't. <laughs> well, but think about what you're saying, though. An 11 and 1 Notre Dame team whose only loss could be to an unbeaten team mm-hmm. not having a chance. I mean, that's when it comes out of your mouth and you listen to it, that's kind of weird. But anyway, and then when I start listening to some people talk about it, like on ESPN, like Heather Dinich and, and um, Paul Feinbaum, I just assumed Cincinnati was going, if they went 12, 13 and 0, because of the win at Notre Dame, they were going to get in. Even if they were to foresee, you know, whatever. Now I'm starting to have my doubts. And what it does is, is it just tells you that these non-Power 5 conferences are, are they basically don't exist. Mm-hmm. They can say they exist. They can do. And Cincinnati may find a way to get in if enough teams lose, you know. But, but again, and their strength of schedule is in the hundreds. Yeah. Now, is that their fault? No. no but because that's of the, the American Conference. That's just the, the way it is this college year. college football has always had and we'll always continue to have, until is the inequities of schedules. You know, BYU won a national title in 1984, playing in the WAC or whatever they were in. That, that might as well have been the Ice Age. But go they ahead. Beat a, but yeah, but they beat a 6-5 Mich- a Michigan, Michigan team, team in, in the, the holiday, holiday bowl, bowl and were declared national champions. Mm-hmm. Okay, and obviously the world's changed since then because we have playoffs now, we have BCS. In the BCS formula, 
uh, rankings were included in that. They were one third of the of the process. Right. Apparently, rankings don't matter. Like you could be number one in the country. I mean, if Georgia loses, Cincinnati will move up to number one, and you could have the number one team in both polls not be in the college football playoffs. But I guess what they're saying is, um, I, I mean, they're saying the same thing that they've said to every other the Central Florida three years ago, or or whomever, whomever, whomever. But Central Florida obviously didn't have a win over at Notre Dame. I don't know, Kevin. I, I, well, I, I think what's disturbing here is the fact that really Cincinnati can be undefeated and not control their own destiny, even with that win at Notre Dame. And even, by the way, with a decent win at Indiana. I know Indiana hasn't played as well as everybody but Indiana thought. Indiana stinks. But nobody, but nobody at the beginning of the year would have thought Indiana. But you can't go by the beginning of the year, Kevin. We're not going by the beginning of the year. North Carolina was eight at the beginning of the year. Right. They're not eight no, anymore. Um, Iowa State was nine or ten or whatever Iowa State. No, 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 no. You got to go. Indiana stinks. They cratered out. They did whatever. All three of those teams: Iowa State, North Carolina, Indiana, all had high expectations. They've all whatever. They're out. The problem is, is if you don't play in the Big Ten or the SEC, you don't get that luxury, right? Well, because your schedule's going. It's like the old argument in the NCAA tournament. What's the biggest argument every year? Strength Does of schedule. the 10th best team from the Big Ten get mm-hmm. in ahead of the third team from the Atlantic Ten? And then they compare schedules. And the third team from the Atlantic Ten has played two ranked teams all year. And the 10th team in the Big Ten has played 12. Right. Well, you're always going to go, or most of the time, you go with the team that's played 12. Well, that that's, you know, it's, it's like, why is Alabama? Well, first of all, because they're Alabama. But I think Alabama's played five teams this year. I think they either had winning records or were ranked one or the other because that they play in the SEC. So even though they have the loss at Texas A&M, which has three losses or two losses, mm-hmm. that's just the way it is. So I, I think Cincinnati has to do what Cincinnati can do, go 13-0. I uh, hope they beat – I think they still have SMU left and um, – I think they have another game. Well, and they're going to have. They're also going to have the American title game. So that. Yeah, but that could be but, another but, game. But, but remember years. also, what's hurt Cincinnati in the last couple of weeks is they played a non-great Navy team and got pushed deep into the fourth quarter, and they didn't play well at Tulane either. Well, Oklahoma hasn't played well in a month. So, I oh, mean, that's true too. I, I mean, but I don't, I don't, but, but, I don't view I Oklahoma as a serious threat to that. make this thing. But I thought, I, Kevin, everything you're saying is right. But what, what, I, I guess what I. You know, at some point, why don't we penalize like Oklahoma? Well, they are penal- they, are they have penalized. penalized. At some Oklahoma. point, Oklahoma won't get penalized for only beating Kansas State by three if they do what they got to do. But Cincinnati, I thought we were past the point where you you gave more credit for a team beating them by thirty than ten. I agree. I don't know, and I don't know. Maybe that should factor in. I, I, I you know, obviously, if if Alabama wins all their games by thirty points and. Some other team only wins them by six. I, you know, obviously you look at it and you say, um, I just think it's the state of college football is that when you don't play in a power five conference, you're you're, you're fighting a constant uphill climb because you're scared. And I, but I thought that the win at Notre Dame should have. And look, I know Notre Dame's probably not as good as its record, but there's still one loss. They could finish eleven and one. What 11-1 Notre Dame team in the history of college football hasn't been considered a pretty good team? How about the fact that if Notre Dame, if Notre Dame goes 11-1, there's no guarantee they're getting a, a New Year's Six Bowl either. They'll get in the New Year's Six. They Kevin. should. 
Kevin, 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 Kevin. They should. I will bet everything I own against everything you own. Now there's okay, not much there, but go ahead. That they're eleven and one. They're Notre Dame. They could be nine and three and get to a New Year's six bowl. But at eleven and one, Notre Dame will be the first team chosen for a New Year's six bowl. Out of the at large out of the at larges. Right. Not obviously like the Rose Bowls. Like the Rose Bowl will take the second place Big Ten and the second place Pac twelve, assuming that Oregon and let's say Ohio State. I don't think they have to do that though, do they? Yeah, they do. Is that the way the rules read? That is the way they have operated. Okay, so but Notre Dame will end up then in the orange or the sugar. Uh, they actually said the peach or the fiesta. Okay, fiesta there are the ones bowl. that they're locked into. Right yeah, go to the fiesta. It's a good yeah. one. It's not hey, bad. Nothing wrong with the desert. Um, yeah. Look, this college football season, the last month, we know upsets are going to happen. We know. Um, I mean, here here's the thing. Well, it boils down. I think the one seed's going to boil down between Alabama and Georgia, and that's going to be when they meet in the SEC title game. That's it. Well, yeah, but you're assuming, and, Al- and Alabama still, and I should say Alabama still has Auburn. At, but we're at assuming, Auburn. yeah, but but again, we assume things. We assume Michigan State won't lose until they play Ohio State. We assume which is two weeks, right? And then we assume that they're going to lose to Ohio State. Okay, well maybe they won't. Mm-hmm. Maybe they'll beat Ohio State. Um, so we assume things. I think the most interesting part of this whole thing is going to be if Alabama gets to Georgia and they beat Auburn. Okay. And they get to Georgia and lose like on a field goal. Yeah, it's a field goal game. And Alabama's sitting there with two losses. Would they get Alabama left out? get in at four yeah. ahead of Oregon. like in Oklahoma? Oregon. Or, or Oregon. Yeah, any of those teams. See, I think Oregon, to me, if you go to Ohio State and you win without two of your best players, yep. defense, defense, I agree. That trumps to me, and I don't think Oregon's better than Bama. Or, I, you know, I don't. I don't know how good Oregon is, but they went to Ohio State and won the game, and they weren't even at full strength. Right. So, and and to me, that hurts because now Ohio State kind of has to hope Oregon isn't the fourth team. Yep. If they are, they ain't good. You know, a, a lot of things could happen, and it just makes me feel that Cincinnati, Cincinnati needs some things to happen. Well, they need Oklahoma to lose. Well, they need Alabama to lose. They, they have need, to get Alabama to two losses. They need Ohio State not to go undefeated or not to run the table the rest of the way. Yeah, Ohio, but if, but well, that, that means Michigan State might. Okay. They need Ohio State to beat Michigan State and then lose to Michigan. They're not going to lose to Michigan. Come on. They're not gonna, if Ohio State gets past Michigan State, they ain't losing. First of all, they ain't losing to Michigan. Okay. that That's. 13 or 14, whatever. They ain't losing. And whoever they play in the Big Ten title game. Probably Wisconsin or Iowa, yeah. They ain't going to lose that game. I'm just saying. They, I, I I, mean, they could, but, you know. In fact, if, if I was Cincinnati, I might root for Michigan State to run the table. Can, can, I, can I ask you, well, before I get to the two local teams, can I ask you to uh, say a good word about your uh, buddy at Wake Forest? First time since, I, I want to get this right. 1947, I think that they've been ranked in the top 10. It's Dave Clausen, right? Yeah, Dave Clausen. He was the offensive coordinator there in 97 when they had their unbeaten team. Uh, and um, he's really good. And it's a, it's a first 8-0 start, I think, in program history. And now they, they, got a tough one this, they got a real tough one this week. Carolina. Carolinas. And they're like a two-point underdog, two-and-a-half-point underdog. 
This is a dumb uh, question, but if they run the table and win the ACC. No, no I don't see it. No. No? I mean, because the ACC stinks. They would, need a ton of, they would need a ton of chaos up ahead. The ACC. I, I get all, it. First of all, they, wouldn't, they probably wouldn't move past Cincinnati. I mean, they could, but who are they going to beat? Who's good in the ACC? Who are you beating? And they're not going to run the table because they got they have Carolina, they have um, they have two tough games and then two medium games. Um, I'm trying to remember because I looked this. I looked. It's Carolina. I don't know. All maybe, right. Maybe they have, maybe they have. I think they have. They, do they have Clemson. No, maybe not Clemson. But they. Uh, let me. Uh, they if, could. If he goes ten and two, they could get Pitt. I think in the. Title yeah. game. If he goes ten and two and gets to a really good bowl game, mm-hmm. that would be tremendous for them. Um, if God forbid he wins the ACC and and Penn State loses their coach to USC, they should they Penn State should call him. Oh, I was going to get to that second, but let me uh, let me throw. What do you <laughs> where do you think the 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 Lions are at this point? Uh, and James Franklin for that matter. I don't care. That's your that's your thing. Your your thing is where James Franklin is going to be coaching next week. I, James Franklin wants to go to USC, and USC wants James Franklin. Hey, fine, whatever. Just tell me who the next guy is going to be, because that's all I ever ask. I, I think they're about where. Look, they have one bad loss. They have a bad loss, and they have two games. They they weren't going to beat Ohio State, and they played Ohio State pretty well. And their quarterback got hurt. The Illinois loss is really bad. The Illinois loss is bad, but it was in 35 overtimes. Yeah. I mean, you know, it, 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 stuff like that happens. Uh, and what was it? Their other loss was... Uh, Iowa on the road, but they had lost Clifford in that game. Who was it on the road? Iowa. Yeah, and Iowa was good at that point. Iowa I mean, was it, good it, at that point, and the, they were ahead when Clifford goes out. And yeah, then, it was a three-point game, right? Yeah. Or something like that, yeah. So, no, they're, they're about... Now, the problem with them is they still have Michigan State and, and Michigan. Yeah. So you can end up at five losses very easily. Well, yeah. I mean, the the thing they're playing for now is to get into a decent bowl game Mm -hmm. and they might not because if, I mean, if they lose both those games, they're going to some runner up bowl. I would imagine. I mean, they're still Penn state. They're still going to bring fans, but um, probably that second tier one in Orlando. Absolutely. Um, Like the champ sports bowl or whatever the hell. But but if they, if they beat, Michigan or Michigan State, or God forbid, both of them. Right. Then they're right back in the picture for for a pretty good bowl game. Yeah. And finally, the Owls. Um, Mike, yeah, I, don't I I don't I don't know what to make of them anymore. I really don't. Well, they, well, they suck. I know, but like, but is the reason? Look, you know, I'm not. Look, I, I I'm I'm not there. I don't I don't. You know, I, I whatever. Their secondary apparently is all banged up. They're, they're playing without like any secondary. But having said that, they've been outscored by like 111 points in their last three games. Now, one of those was the Cincinnati, mm-hmm. so that's okay. You know, you lose 52-3 to Cincinnati. Not that I'm condoning it, but Cincinnati's good and you're not. Last week they were down 49 to nothing, and they scored a late TD to with UCF, the backup right? quarterback. Their quarterback started the first game for Georgia last year. Yeah. Now. I don't know what all he has around him. Again, I'm I'm just. Well, and you know, he was hurt for a while too. He was hurt, but he's been back now. Yeah, and, and they gave up 450 yards rushing in the game before that. To I want to say, oh God, South Florida. Right. You can't be losing like this. You you can't. 
Yeah, they're 15-point underdog this week at East Carolina. I don't know what to make of anything. But first of all, you're not relevant to begin with for right. the most part. Right. Now you're now nobody cares. And and they, they announced, I think, 19 last week. Somebody who was at the game told me they were lucky if they had 10. Well, and, let, and that happens. I mean, that happens all the time. Let, 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 me, let me ask you a question, because obviously since the last time we talked, uh, the American – Basically, well, I'm, I'm sorry, the Big 12 expanded. And then the American had their list of new schools come in, and they were mainly West and, and South and... And minor. And minor. Yeah. So, and, and you're talking about, a, you know, look, they've tried to have a great football program, and they did for a couple of years. They did. I, there's nobody who could deny during the rule era, they during the Al Golden week. era, for they about... For, a week. for how long? For a week. What, Notre Dame no, week? They were a good... No, no, no. They were a good football program. They had a week unlike any other. Right. And that was it. When that week... Now, Matt went on. They wanted... They, they, no, Matt Matt was great. Oh, Al was pretty good, Golden, too. Golden came... Yeah, but what I'm saying is they weren't great teams, though, Kevin. They were eight and four right. teams that didn't go to bowl games. But this bowl was... Games. But let's also be honest. This was a school that, that basically sold its basketball program down a river to, to back football up. Well, yeah, they had to. But what I'm saying is, you're comparing them to the Owls of the 1990s to say they were great. So where, they were great. They were good. They, right. They, so they, where they, where are they now, as a school? Nowhere. As a school, there's, no, there's nowhere. What what what? You're when you're the last kid picked in the in the pickup game on the playground. That's Temple. They've always been in the sixth league of a five league world. And I don't have an answer. Mike Jensen didn't have an answer. He wrote a column a couple weeks ago. Saying they should get out. And I said, well, Mike, where are they going? He goes, I don't know. There's nowhere to go. The ACC isn't taking them tomorrow or next week or next year or five years from now. They're not building their new stadium mm-hmm. that they were going to build. But what do you do? They couldn't stay in the MAC because the MAC, there's no money in the MAC. There's zip, zilcho. So they got into the Big East for five minutes before the Big East blew up. And this was what was left to them, the American. Now, you could look at it two ways. With Cincinnati, Houston, and Central Florida leaving at some point, it might not be for a couple of years, mm-hmm. Temple should move up. They should. I think. You know, <clears throat> now, will they move up to be the sixth best team in the league or will they move up to be the third best team in the league? I don't have the answer to that. But the teams you're bringing in are going to generate zilch amount of interest in Philadelphia. Just that's just. And how much does that hurt recruiting? Kevin, it is what it is. Yeah. What, what what are they recruiting now? Well, that and that's a problem. And I think you're it's gonna, wait, so they're telling recruits you're going to play Cincinnati, and the recruit goes, "Okay, you're going to play Houston, you're going to play Central Florida." Are we talking like football or basketball? I'm talking football. They, they're not walking into a room saying you're playing Syracuse, Boston College, Maryland, and West Virginia or Pitt, right? Like they, they did 20 years ago. Their basketball program screwed. Yeah. Because the basketball program and probably every other sport that they play should be in the in the Atlantic Ten. That's yeah. the best fit geographically. It's the best fit competitively, but it's not the best fit monetarily. Mm-hmm. And if you're going to have a football program, football is going to run the way you do business. That's just it's not Temple's fault. This is the world's fault. This is the way college athletics are done today. The football program comes first. And has it hurt the basketball program? Yeah, it has. But, again, 
there's no reason why Temple couldn't be better than they've been the last few years. And I'm not blaming Aaron. I'm not bl- blaming Fran. But most of this can be traced to when they went to the American Conference. So it's similar to what happened to LaSalle when LaSalle left for the, what was it, the MCC or whatever? For- the, the other MAC. Yeah but, that, yeah, but that was a totally different animal because football wasn't involved. Right. That was a basketball. That was just a, that was the stupidest decision in the history of college athletics. Temple's decision there was there was nothing Temple could do. The Big East split up, and they didn't have and they had football, so they had to go with the football schools. And then the basketball schools went their Murray way, and you have Villanova. You know, there's there's there, where is Temple going to go? That's good. what are they going to do? They're going to call the WAC tomorrow. They're going to call the MAC and say, "Can we get back in?" There's no place for them to go. Yeah, you can't play an independent football schedule. That doesn't work. Unless they try to bribe the ACC, and the ACC has made it abundantly clear that they don't care about Philadelphia. Because if they cared about Philadelphia, they would go to Villanova and say, hey, join the ACC, we'll take your basketball, and you know, you, you upgrade your football, and you can be Wake Forest. And they haven't done that. So they, they and, and Temple does not control the Philadelphia market anyway. No. So... You know, but there's this pipe dream that Temple people have been living for way, 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 way too long that somebody's going to come and get them. You know, they thought they were going to be Cincinnati, Central Florida, and Houston going to the Big 12. Yep. And I hate to break it to them, but, and I, I'm not sure they got the right coach, but I, again, I'm not there all, I'm not there at all. So I, I'm making these observations from people I talk to or, or whatever. See, but what they have now, and look, they were picked to finish 10th, I think. They'll probably finish team league. So it wasn't like their expectation. I thought they'd finish higher. I thought they'd right. be somewhere like sixth. Um, and maybe they will. Maybe they'll win some games down, you know, d- down the stretch here. But man, you can't be losing three games by 111 points. Nope. Nope. I don't care who you're playing. I don't care if your Kansas playing in the Big 12. You shouldn't be losing like that. But obviously Kansas can because they do. I don't know where Temple goes, Kevin. I don't. I. I. I it, it's you know they don't have a following. Um, they they, you know Matt Rule obviously at Golden first and then Rule and I know Adazio was in there between them, came and and got him to a certain level and it was great and we enjoyed it and it was like that you know wow good for Temple, you know they deserved this they went through hell for thirty years or whatever, and then they had you know the, the guy. And everybody said he was a pretty good coach, but then he went to Georgia Tech after two years. Yeah. And he's in trouble with Georgia, Georgia Tech. Georgia Tech, yeah. Um, and then the other guy was there for two seconds and went to Miami and was in trouble till the last two weeks when he won. And some people still, you know, whatever. So I don't know. I don't know what the answer is. I, you know, what, what are you going to do? You're going to get what kind of coach to come there? Well, you got a MAC coach. You got a MAC coach who basically was a 500 coach in the MAC. Mm-hmm. What is that? Not much. And I, yeah, and I'm not saying this guy can't coach. I don't know if this guy, but you know, a lot of it's about recruiting. A lot of yeah, and and he's I'm, obviously not connecting at a certain level. When you're getting beat forty nine to seven at home, okay, by an average team, not a great team, you know, an average team, and the team the week before, which was another average team, you know, good team. I mean, whatever. And it rushes for four fifty against you. Mm-hmm. You know, something ain't right. And if they get crushed this week down in East Carolina, I, I, and I haven't looked at the rest of their schedule, so I don't know what they have left. Um, but, like, who cares? I mean, really, who cares, Kevin? Yeah. Um, and it's uh, a shame because it's my alma mater. 
Yeah, my kid. And, and look, I know they're not winning the national championship, and I. But at least when Matt was there, they were they were playing for you know two years in a row. They went to the act uh, the championship game. Yeah, that's a pretty good accomplishment. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and then Matt left, and you know we were kind of hoping it could kind of continue, and maybe if Jeff had stayed there, would have. I, I I don't know, right. or if Manny had gone, I don't know. It's just it's depressing. Yeah. It really is. All right, so that'll do it for us for this week. We're, again, going to try to do this every week. We do have some good guests lined up. Uh, uh, Jim Jackson has agreed to come on to talk a little flyers at some point. Yeah, hey, by the way, they're off to a pretty decent start. They are off to a decent start. Bad loss last night. Well, look, 82 games, you're going to have some bad losses. You're going to have some good wins. The, the goaltender yeah, the goaltender looks better. That's the best thing. The goaltender looks way better. We knew he was going to look better. We, yeah. yeah, he may not be. And, and he had a great win at, at was it Edmonton? No, oh, that, that uh, Edmonton and Vancouver uh, trip. Yeah, but the Edmonton one was really a good yeah. win because that team's good. Um, yeah, I, look, all I expect from the Flyers this year, I want them to be in the playoffs because uh-huh. I think not making the playoffs would be would really be not be good. Right. If they get to the playoffs, because I don't know who they would play or what, they, maybe win a round. Yeah, you know, it just give us a reason to get a little. Well, and excited. and and part two on that is have the goaltender look like he's the guy for the long term. That's where I think I, the goaltender has to be the guy for the long term because I don't, I, I, you know, I, I think last year now I'm not saying he's going to be the best goaltender in the NHL. Or I, I don't mean that, but I think he's going to be in the top tier right. of goaltenders. And that's what you need. You, 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 and, and I think they went out and made some really good acquisitions yep. in the offseason. So I give Fletcher some credit because he looked at it and said, we got we got to blow this thing up a little bit. Yep. They just look like a better team. They, they And that, you know, look, what that's going to get them in the end, I they're in a tough division. They, there's a lot of good teams. Um, I think they play Washington next, right? Uh, I believe so. Washington doesn't they, have a so loss in regulation. That'll be a good little test for them. Um, yeah, we do against the Caps. So we have Jim Jackson coming on at some point. We have Leslie Goodell, the whole come on at some point here. Uh, she is also bringing Andy Talley in. Uh, Andy is uh, going to be honored soon uh, for his work, obviously, with the bone marrow. Uh, well, he's going into the College Hall of Fame. College Football Hall of Fame. I think, what, in two weeks, three weeks? No, I think it's early December. Okay. But they're honoring him. At the university next weekend. Okay. So uh, they're honoring him on Friday. I can't go because I, I have, they actually invited me to come out. I have a wedding that night. Uh, but, and then the next day they're playing, I, I want to say Stony Brook, but I, right. I think it's their final home game. So they're going to honor him at the game. And I think, boy, I could be wrong about this, but I think it's like early December. Mm-hmm. I could be wrong. Maybe it's late November. But uh, he's going to hey, look. You make the college, you make any Hall of Fame. I don't care if it's a Northeast Philly Hall of Fame. That's a great Hall of Fame. But the, the college football Hall of Fame, and he deserves it. I mean, he won two hundred and fifty games. He won a national championship, or two hundred. He won high in the two mid two hundreds. Here's my been. here's my homework for you for next week. Okay, come out with a Northeast Philly Hall of Fame. What's that? Come out with a Northeast Philly Hall of Fame. No, you know why I'm not going to do that? Why? Because I'll leave people out. Well, and when you start doing that, no, but but that's what happens, Kevin, because there's probably a lot, a lot of possible candidates, and I would leave people out. I, I, I know I would because, you know, I'd start. Oh, yeah, but there's guy, the obvious guy. ones who stand out. But there's a lot of obvious ones to me. 
I mean, I mean, because I go back 50 years, you know, so, and and I don't know all the players that have come through here in the last, I mean. I'm not just saying players. It could be anybody. I know. Which, I mean, Joe Currigan. Joe Currigan. He, he'd be a star, right? Eskin. I mean, like White, Whitey Sullivan. Right. That, would that a- be Eskin. Eskin. Oh, yeah. Eskin would have, that definitely have to be in there. Um, yeah. You. Uh, well, uh, um, there, there's some, where would a Northeast Philly Hall of Fame be, by the way? Franklin Mills? Um, technically, isn't that out of the city? Or no, it's still, still in the city. city. Okay. Could, we could do it at the Freshworks. We could have it at the Freshworks <laughs> or Steve's Prince of Steaks or someplace like that. It should be. Um, should be Steve's. Do it. And it has to be the one on St. Vincent Street. It has to be the original. Yeah, see, that's not the one I go to. Though. I'm the Comley. I, I, I know Comley. you're the Comley, but. Um, we trick chickies and peach. I, I mean, there, there you go. The original chickies. Yeah. Northeast Philly has had so many people that I've probably forgotten about that. I don't even like kind of remember that if I went back and you bought their name up, I'd say, Oh yeah. Wow. Like how did I forget that guy? Um, I actually know somebody who I think actually may have a list of who would be in the Northeast Philly well, Hall of Fame. Can I ask you, I'm going to ask you a stupid question. Yeah. Why isn't there a Northeast Philly Hall of Fame? I don't know. I mean, like, Delco has a Hall of Fame, right? Bucks right. County has a Hall of Fame. I mean, most counties, Northeast Philly is kind of like Like, like there's the given, like, uh, like Al Angelo would be on the Northeast Philly Hall of oh, Fame. Oh, Al Angelo might be the first guy I'd put in. John Quinn would be in there. Um, yeah, John, but I think Al would be, Al, Al to me would be the first coach to go in. Yeah. But again, I'm a little. I'm maybe I'm a little so, prejudiced. So if you're listening to this and you're an hour and a half in and you're wondering what do those guys talk about after four weeks off, we're, we're we're putting together a Northeast Philly Hall of Fame. So actually, you know what, Kevin, I hate to break this to you, but we may end up like if we do something, yeah. we, we can maybe get this groundswell started and maybe actually get one put let, together. Let, let's get it. Let's do it. Let's make it our cause. Rest of the year, let's get nominees for the Northeast Philly Hall of Fame. Does Nutman get in? Oh, well, he's a first balloter. Yeah, special category. What do we? What do we put him in as? Special contributor. Legend, okay. just legend, legend. Well, it wasn't Harvey Pollock a Northeast Philly guy. Could be. Yeah, I mean, he lived in the Northeast when he got older. I don't know if he was from a different part of Philly. He might have been like he might have been like Southwest North or, something. or West Philly. Right. I don't know. South Philly, yeah. yeah. I, I mean. But Harvey Pollock, I know late in his later years, lived, I'm, I'm pretty sure, in Northeast Philly because I used to run into him. We, now we, will, we will get this together. I am very interested in who belongs in the Northeast Philly Hall of Fame. Especially yeah. since I, I'm, getting to the, I'm getting to the baseball Hall of Fame time of year, so I, I would be and, fascinated and where do you, where by Where do you consider, like, how far down does Northeast Philly go? Because Bridge Pratt. Bridge, okay, because that gets confusing sometimes. So Bridge, North Catholic would be considered well, Northeast well, Philly, right? Well, actually, it's technically a little below, but I'll give North Catholic. Yeah, well, we'll, we'll call North Catholic, the borderline there, Geniana, all that. That's Northeast right. Philly. That's the start. Okay. Because, like, you know, Cardinal Doherty, which isn't there anymore, um, that one running back they had back in the day, Reed, was one like the number one recruit in the country. Was he still wasn't Bobby? Wasn't was Bobby Reed. Bell there? Who was that? Wasn't Bobby Bell from Cardinal Doherty? That I'm not sure about because that he was way older. But this kid, 1975, I remember he, he and he went to Michigan. Never did mm-hmm. much at Michigan, and he set the record. He had the rushing record for the city. Oh, I just which got may one. have been broken. 
Yeah, Blair Thomas also may have broke it. Uh, not sure if Blair broke that, but somebody else might have. Eddie Gaskins. Nah, but man, this kid, this kid was William, yeah. was it William Reed? What was his name? He was oh Kevin. He was, I mean, yeah, Blair Thomas. Blair Thomas. He's in. Yeah, right. Mike McCluskey. Mike McCluskey's a pretty good one. But see, yeah, yeah. I mean, it would be like I said. The problem with this is you're going to get like a hundred names. Oh yeah, you're going to get like 150 names. And some of it's not going to be sports. Some of it's going to be food. Like Pichiraki would have to be on it. You would uh, think. Now, see, then, now, see, then you're going to get no, 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 no. This is you keep it to a. No, you got to keep it to a sports because if you get to the food, then everybody wants their favorite pizzeria in, or they want guy know, from Tony's. Running. There's just too many. There's too many good food places. I, I no. I I disagree. I think it has to be all encompassing of Northeast Philadelphia. Well, I'm just telling you, you're gonna you're gonna open a, up a box. I don't want to go down. Okay, because I don't want to say to somebody, "Well, this guy's hoagie shop is the best," and then the guy I go to over here says, "Well, what about my hoagie shop?" And I I don't want to go there. Okay, I'm just I'm just saying. Yeah, all right. That's that's my opinion, but you know, for whatever. All right, sir. It's been okay. good to talk to you again. It's been a while. Yeah, we'll figure it out. You figure your life out. Yep. We'll we'll figure it out. All right. Thank you, Mike. Okay, babe. All right. Thanks to all of you for joining us. It's good to be back. Glad you were listening. This has been Work on the Beat.